But did you have any surprises that first year as a coach? Anything that really snuck up on you that you weren't expecting? I wasn't expecting how much I'd love it. Hello and welcome to Steady State Podcast, your rowing fix where the water is always flat, the catches are clean, and you can always hear the coxswain. We're revealing a narrative about rowing culture that celebrates the expansive array of rowers, coaches, and coxswains in a podcast designed to savor real-life experience from launch to cox seat at every level. We're Rachel Friedman and Tara Morgan, and this is Steady State Podcast. Sit ready. Thanks to everyone who listened to our last episode with Tom Rooks, director of rowing at Williamsburg Boat Club. He told us about his fun first mantra and explained how he prepares his juniors athletes to be better humans beyond the boathouse. Tom began coaching after 22 years in the U.S. Coast Guard and shared his authentic philosophy about vulnerability, resiliency, and saving lives. Our conversation also slid into tangents about Foo Fighters frontman Dave Grohl, Ultimate Frisbee, and Vikings. If you missed it or any of our episodes, listen anytime at steadystatenetwork.com slash podcast or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, would you leave us a review? When you do, it helps our podcast get noticed and reach more ears. If you are a rower or
so cool. So I hope everybody enjoys this episode. Um, Rachel and I really had a fun time tracking down a CRI fellow, uh, fellows, alums, and uh, learning more about this program. Up first, let's meet C.B. Sandsborer, Senior Manager of Coach Education at Community Rowing, Inc. in Boston, Massachusetts. And we just want to acknowledge all of the cred that you bring to this conversation. But you have 30 plus years of rowing and coaching experience, an eight-time national team member, two-time world champion gold medalist, and a member of the National Rowing Foundation Hall of Fame. I think you're our first Hall of Famer. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing Rachel and I love to talk about uh, is rowing origin stories, but specifically we want to know what was going on in your life that led you to rowing. Do you remember? Um, Well, I mean, I was always, um, you know, I was always doing sports growing up. I had a, a, my dad was, all of his kids like he couldn't be happier than kind of watching them play whatever it was he played so um and there were five of us so you know my mother was like take them and get them to watch them and she'll say that she'll go like if you can't take them over to your father's house and then he can pick you up and bring you back but um so just you know coming from a family which which was you know I'm steam I'm not steam powered I am just after title nine I graduated from high school in 1978, and I am 51. Um, but I will say that thinking back on it, I mean, the, ex- the experience in high school was definitely pre-Title IX. Like, we didn't get, you know, uh, we maintained our own field hockey field. You know, the, the football team got their field and became under the bus and all that, whatever. Um, so it, it definitely was pre-Title IX. But um, actually, my high school field hockey coach was in Jupiterville, and he dropped me <laughs> and died. And she has a fabulous obituary. And um, he was probably my favorite um, athletic experience, really, of my life. You know, just wow. somebody who was really just super fun and super supportive of a lot of just working class town kids. Um, so when I went to college, which, um, I went to Smith, um, so then you don't have to worry about Title IX when you go to college, because that's my favorite Title IX. All the, all the ladies, all the time at Smith, yes. All the ladies, all the time. Yeah. It wasn't until my senior year that somebody brought me to do some, uh, remember they had a recreational, um, rowing class. This, which was like maybe a hundred yards long. I don't even know. Not that big. I've seen it. I've seen it. Ask you where can you row? <laughs> teeny, it's teeny. So I and I loved it. I just remember thinking like this is like I've been. I, I was a swimmer in college, and um, uh, I remember thinking like, oh, this is what it's like to have a passion. Like I mean, I. I, I I did both sports in my junior year, 
and then my senior year of freshman year um, at this place. And then Kat Bacilli was the line coach, um, senior year. And um, she told the three of us, and I was Cambridge Boat Club. That's okay. not. I'm a member of Cambridge Boat Club, which I've been a member of Cambridge for twenty plus years. Ever since I moved up here back to Boston. So when did you start thinking about coaching? You know, I was always a little bit interested in it, even when I was still, even when I wasn't coaching. You know, I had a couple times. I lived in New Haven for a while, and I had a section in like in the Merton Fall. like you also like uh, I know Rachel and I both grew up post Title IX. I was born the year of Title IX and um, enjoyed not as much as my nieces who've come oh, you know, yeah. in the last 20 years they, they really enjoy all of those uh, benefits but I know the people that stood out for me in my life as, as mentors and leaders um, weren't necessarily teachers or my own family it was athletic coaches Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you also had a great experience with 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 a field hockey coach, mm-hmm. um, whereas and also your family grew up around coaches around sport, and you could see the magic of a good coach with a good team. Can you talk about the relationship of what a great coach can do um, mm-hmm. for a, an yeah. athlete? Yeah, I mean, I think if you're talking about high school athletes. let them see their ability to um, to accomplish things you know that it's not you know sometimes I think kind of going back to what we were talking about coaches following up I think a lot of schools pride themselves on um, that they feel like they get pigeonholed pretty quickly in high school I think mm-hmm. you know if you just kind of attend and mm-hmm. realize that and actually Cambridge Boat Club even though we're a very competitive program take everybody you know we don't we don't need people to already be great athletes we just want somebody who wants to be better than whatever that they are and we don't really worry about competition stuff we're here to have fun you know if it's not fun we shouldn't be training but 
it looks like you're having fun. <laughs> you're like, that's what fun looks like, by the way. <laughs> you know, some people are just removed from fun. And our oh, last yeah. podcast episode is Tom Rook um, from Williams Bears Bullet Club, and he's a fun person guy. And how um, does it work? It's, it's a great, but, you know, how many people have come to a program where it's just miserable? It's yeah. just a grind. You know, both yeah. Rachel and, and I have experienced that. They do joke around sometimes and say, doesn't it suck to be a Mormon? Uh, one of my all-time favorite quotes, yeah. But it's not, it doesn't all, you know, fun can sometimes look like, look like it's really hard work sometimes. Is that something that is at the heart of the CRI IRL program, too? Just the joyful experience and making the coaching experience joyful? Because it's, uh, I think that it's hard, yes. I think at its heart, the IRL coaches to come to, um, you know, they are going to learn about uh, nutrition and, and physiology and biomechanics and some of these harder topics, but they're going to learn minimum of level um, six ish requirements. We want them to be able to, to experience it in a positive way so that they can go out and bring that to the world and do community building, whether that's at a division one camp know, whether it's Ranger 1MC1, or whether they're going to take a place like CRI and want to focus on Lantero or any other program. And there's but, no requirements. Um, we just talked a little bit about what the is there eligibility to get into the program, or is it just you, you can take a year off and you can pay the fee and you can participate fully, and that's the only requirement? Yeah, that's really the only requirement. You don't even have to mm -hmm. have already been coached. One of the things that everybody always mentions about the IRL is the networking because we try to make sure that wherever you go, whatever resources you need, you have somebody that you can call. Um, and kind of through the process of the IRL, just get to know that I really don't want any coach who, if you called them and said, I need, I need some advice or some help on whatever the topic is, everybody always says yes, right? I mean, have you ever called someone and had them say, no, not going to talk to you about that. They they always say yes. The networking is a big part of it. In the past, the IRL has been described as kind of a Franciscan brotherhood. <laughs> um, it has been described as a real suffering, um, and we don't want it to be that. So we are going to make some changes to the IRL this year. People starting in we start a couple games in the fall to make changes. And basically, we think that there are some classes we can condense, and there are some classes that we might make optional. And a, a simple example might be we have a class on boat repair. There are some people who really are going to go into a career where they don't need to repair their boat. So mm -hmm. we have some classes that we're going to make optional and have them be available through IRSIO post-graduation. Um, and then there are some classes that we think we can condense slightly and it really varies on the instructor. We don't want to fill it with information that's not needed. Like things from a fire hose is a lot of water that gets wasted and people aren't really learning everything that they should learn. And we also want to be cognizant of, you know, coaching is a stressful career and we shouldn't be encouraging that. Yeah. <laughs> we should be trying to have people flip the switch and say, how can I make this so it's a less stressful situation?
follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Steady State Network and on Twitter at Steady State Row. Sign up for our e-newsletter and become a patron at SteadyStateNetwork.com. Get bonus Steady State content, early access to podcast episodes, and store discounts when you join our Patreon community for as little as $5 a month. Become a patron today at SteadyStateNetwork.com slash Patreon. In two, we're back talking about coaching education. That's one, two. So that fire hose, that that fire hose notion comes from the fact
and then um, the it will start in the fall. CB, this has been fantastic. You have taught us a whole lot about CRI and the IRL, and we're really looking forward to helping to spread the word about coaching education and specifically what you're offering up there in Boston, because we think it's fantastic. Sure, absolutely. Excellent. Thank you so yep. much. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Yeah. Have yourself a great afternoon. We'll talk with you, you soon. All right. See you later. Thanks. All right. Bye. As coaches ourselves, we're always looking to expand our rowing knowledge. We've both daydreamed about dropping everything and spending a year in CRI's Institute for Rowing Leadership. Our next guest actually did it. After 30 years as an award-winning television and advertising writer and director, Mitch McManus decided to pursue a lifelong passion for the sport of rowing. Following a move to Boston from years living and working in Australia, Asia, and the US, Mitch was accepted into the Institute for Rowing Leadership in 2019. He's gone on to coach scholastic programs and was just recently named rowing director and head coach of Shrewsbury High School in Massachusetts.
The way that we like to wrap up our podcast episodes is with a rapid fire Q&A. Tara, are you ready? Uh-oh. <laughs> rapid fire. It's just quick answers here. Uh, all right. Favorite drill? Oh, limbo drill. How low can you go? Uh, my favorite drill. Just the collar PFD. Okay. I've got this uh, fantastic down jacket. Uh, it's a. I want to say it's LL Bean. Uh, um, yeah. Anyway, it's it's like it's a. I often I say that you know, if if I become homeless um, and everything falls apart, all I want to keep is this jacket. Yeah. This this will this will get me through it. I could go. It's a great review. Really good Survival suit. I'm, I'm the first person in a survival suit on the river and the last person out of it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, me too. Uh, okay, uh, electric or analog megaphone, battery powered or cone? Oh, I have, a, I have a blue ocean, yeah. Go electric. And last but not least, coffee before or after a row? Not at all. I am not a coffee drinker. Are you a tea drinker? Nope, never have been, never will be. Hot flavored water does not do it for me. Oh, before. Yes. Oh, before. Yeah. Yes, always. Some people have, some people are very definitive in their response. Like, really? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, yes, I have coffee as soon as I wake up. 
Oh, nice. And I run in the morning, so. Yeah. To see photos of Mitch and CBE, and to get links to the people, clubs, and events mentioned in this episode, check out the show notes on our website. Did you know that Steady State is more than a podcast? We've got virtual events happening every week that bring together the rowing community from across the country and around the world. Join our version of the post-practice hangout. We call it Coffee Chat, and we shoot the breeze about our rowing week, rowing in the news, and more for about 30 minutes every Friday. Won't you join us at 1130 East, 830 West on Instagram Live? Grab your favorite mug and add your voice to the conversation. And are you looking for workout buddies to help get you through long pieces on the erg? Join us for Steady State Sundays, the fourth Sunday of each month at 945 East, 645 West. Register for this 60-minute Steady State Erg workout, and we'll provide cues and insights to keep you motivated along the way. Work at your own pace, and then stick around after to talk. To find out more about any of our events and claim your spot in our lineup, visit SteadyStateNetwork.com slash events. Steady State Podcast is brought to you by me, Rachel Friedman. And me, I'm Tara Morgan. Between us, we have 33 years of rowing, coaching, and coxing experience and running successful rowing-related enterprises. Rachel is the founder of RowSource, the original resource for master's rowers. And Tara is a founder of Seize the Oar Foundation, where they champion inclusion in the sport of rowing through team training, outreach, and thought leadership. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at RowSource and Seize the Oar. In two, let it run. That's one, two, let it run.